the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New Gen on a Mission podcast on North South Connection. I'm Tim Slomka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, we're on the journey to relive the new generation era to find the best and some of the worst of a wrestling time period often forgotten. Brennan Shaw at Survivor Series 92 to Brennan Shaw at Survivor Series 97. We'll look beyond the pay-per-views, examine the weekly TV, see what worked, what could, could have worked, and what failed. JP, how's everything going? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Pretty good. We took a couple week break, but we're back at it and not trying not to take another break the rest of the year. But uh, we're back at it and ready to get through some 93 Raws. So apologize for that little break, but we're uh, back at it. So good good to be watching this stuff and getting kind of re back into the swing of things. Yeah, and we're, I think we're starting to hit like a good stride, too, of like how the like the episode that, you know, it's never been like terrible, like a slog to watch for me or anything like that. But like, yeah, getting a lot everything's getting a lot easier to watch in my opinion, but I don't yeah, know about there's, you. We, we don't have the Bob Howie, uh, uh, Royal Rumble want to give up. I was listening to that podcast on the, not went to oh, the Royal yeah. Rumble of how they almost said like that made us give up the project. So, you know, we're not at that. We haven't been hitting anything like that yet. So we'll see when, right. when that comes, maybe, maybe, maybe Mabel, Mabel's rise to fame will be the, the point that we break, but everything's uh, going well now. A uh, spoiler alert. Definitely not for me. When, oh, okay. When I, I'm, I, I am like, irrationally a 1995 fan i i love 95 like that's my like comfort year so i, I don't care yeah <laughs> like uh, like i people are gonna get annoyed with how much i don't kill 1995 when we get there so <laughs> just, just giving them a heads up yeah can't wait that sounds awesome all right well let's uh you know the other thing that's happening right now watching a little football and, and it's the uh, football season so bears want to know super bowl champions you heard it here first yeah let's um, just leave, leave the season as it is now as it we're is, all yeah. good undefeated so uh <clears throat> ready to move to talk some wrestling then yes sir all right so we got the 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 New Haven Coliseum uh, taping. This is the Battle Royal on ten four. It's a tape the week before the big Battle Royal uh, that I swore that Scott Criscolo was at, but I could be wrong. But mm. uh, you want to take the Rumble, or you just want to give like highlights yeah. of it? I don't know if we want to yeah. go. Or sorry, it's a Battle Royal technically, but right. we just want to give our highlights. I got there's so much going on. It's like twenty minutes long, uh, yeah. so there's a lot to do. So we're not going to do move by move, which we kind of right. never do. But uh, why don't you take your notes, and I'll, I'll kind of give my okay. opinions on it as well. Yeah, so so the first thing I noted on the the battle royal was that like Adam Bomb was the first guy to get like the TV entrance. So yep, uh, maybe they're like kind of giving using this as like a little bit of a spotlight because it's a battle royal. It's not like a, a match that he has to get highlighted in. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. And then Razor got like the really big crowd pop coming out. Um, and then Savage was kind of like the last entrance, so they kind of used like the veteran guy to come out last, and he kind of jumped on Gonzalez. So. Um, I always love these like battle royals where like everybody's in the ring at once and it's always like a, a quick little snapshot of the era. Like, yep. you know, if you just press pause and you look at the TV, like, okay, this is ni- late 1993 in my eyes, you know, I, so I love that. Um, interesting that like they had Diesel toss Mabel too. Like, you know, Mabel's one of the big guys. He's a baby face and, you know, they had Diesel check him out. So it's kind of like a, planting the seeds kind of thing for the rumble maybe coming up in a couple months. Um, you know, just giving diesel a little bit of a, of a, a shine there. Um, also like Bastion Booger is the guy that tosses it. Oh. One, two, three kid. 
which yep. was so random. Like, I, you know, kids getting this little burn lately, but it also keeps the character true and him being like the, the underdog. Like you're not really giving, giving him the, the shot in a battle Royal with these like gigantic guys. So I kind of like that. Um, another cool one where like perfect ducks and ducks diesel and eliminate some. So they're kind of sticking with that feud going with perfect and diesel, which I'm not the biggest fan of that feud, but a little continuity there. Um, then Bigelow eliminates perfect after that, just to keep it going. Um, then there's like a right before the break, um, Razor takes out Bigelow, so like at least like a standoff between Rick Martell of all people, Adam Bomb, the Quebecers, and then and again Savage and Razor. Razor, so like the the heels and the faces is kind of like your standoff with like. Your what were the off. odds of that? What was the odds right. of that going into this battle royal of those right, guys like, being? Right, like like Savage and Razor, you can kind of see, but like Adam Bomb, Martell. Hell of all people who just had his first match when he came back, and then yeah. the Quebecers kind of makes sense being like the tag team in the Rumble, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it was definitely a weird like mix of the last guys. Um, Savage ends up taking out Adam Bomb. The the Quebecers take out Savage um, with help from Bomb, like kind of like how Sid was in '92, like like how Sid was eliminated yep. with Hogan standing on the outside, that kind of thing. Um, so now it's like three on one. You got the Quebecers and Martel, like you got all the Canadians against uh, uh, Razor. So, you know, they start working him over, and Pierre, like, accidentally clotheslines Jacques and knocks him out, and then Razor just tosses Pierre. So the match ends there. Instead of there being one guy left, we got Razor and Martel now as the, the match for the Intercontinental title next week. And I, I thought this was, like, a fun battle royal. It's, it's pretty well known, I would think, as far as, like, this early Raw. Um, you know, especially yep. with like the controversy around the IC title. I thought they, they did a pretty good job getting, you know, some names in there, not just all jobber guys, but, um, yeah, overall, like, I definitely, you know, leaning towards Razor, obviously, like with the, the crowd reactions he's been getting, but thought they played this off and, and executed this pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I, and the entrances, I thought Tataka, Razor, and Quebecers all got a huge pop for coming out. Uh, Quebecers are definitely kind of like over as like a fake, uh, like face, like they're definitely heels, but they get like the smarky fans. Right. Uh, they take a break, which is interesting. And Macho comes out after the break and like that pop was huge. I was like, just my notes about like, why are we wasting Savage on commentary when he's still like massively over? Uh, right. he goes after Jack Gonzalez right away too, which is like, just so odd. Like, why is a face like Jack Gonzalez supposedly is a face and like, why is he taking him out? So kind of weird that he goes there. Uh, what did I get? Uh, it was kind of weird Mabel in there, but no Mo. I don't know what happened to the other guy on Man of Mission. Uh, I, Bobby's commentary in this was amazing. I thought he constantly changing of who he thought was going to win. Like just, you know, I, I knew it. I knew it. And then they get thrown out and immediately say, oh, I didn't say him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did, I don't, I, maybe you set up a Razor also eliminated IRS. Ah, uh, and, that, yep. and, and Perfect went after Diesel. So they had kind of like these mini feuds going on throughout the, uh, Throughout the things, they're kind of setting up the fall feud. So good on them too. Uh, I actually they went to break, and when they come back from break, <laughs> Backlund was actually eliminated off screen. I just put it the word bum as always. Uh, MVP is in this, you know, like just like you were kind of mentioning like the air of the place. Like I never knew MVP was good around this early. Like never, never know it. It's his debut, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy as well. And then uh, there was also a spot where Macho got trapped in the ropes. Uh, which I think was an accident because Marty actually helped them out of it, and 
Uh, it was kind of weird, and, and Marty actually gets thrown out by Adabom, which I which I put in big bold letter of like out of nowhere. So pretty crazy. Uh, I'm trying to think. The only thing on the 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 end is just the Razor. There was huge Razor chance on him when he was getting triple teamed. So the crowd was massively over for this guy to win it all. So really well done by them of kind of when the, the heels beat up on them and then uh, Razor kind of comes through at the end. Uh, but the ho- cr- crowd was massive over for for Razor. Uh, uh, yeah. So a uh, pretty cool. Um, and then they at the end they kind of like go after each other and the refs kind of break it up saying you know no no uh, you gotta wait till next week to fight. So pretty good um, finish to the rumble as well. Do you think, and, and this might just be like uh, recency bias, but do you think Razor's the most over babyface in the company right now? Like even over Brett and Lex? I mean, he's definitely over more over Lex. I mean, Undertaker's such a weird one. Right. Uh, like, I, it's like, it's like, like, Taker's one of those guys where, like, he's always just kind of over, but I don't know if he's always, like, as over as Brett and, because, like, kids don't always go to gravitate to Undertaker. I don't know. It's kind of a tough one to kind of tell when is he the most popular, but. Um, I, I I think he's definitely over more lax. I don't know about Brett. Brett's a hard one. Brett, yeah, that's true. Brett the foreign, the foreign, like overseas stuff. Yeah, yeah. he's really over. So yeah, that he's probably not, but he's definitely like the oh, next he's right level. There. He's right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's world champion material, which is weird that we've already seen his world champion like matches. Exactly. You know, but he's he's just massively over here, and the you could just tell the crowd just wants him to win, like more than anyone. The only one that I thought was you know. On the level of pops was Tatanka, but I think they went right going with Razor versus Tatanka. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's a good call. Yeah, anything else you had on the the Battle Royal before we get no, to the? No, uh, I just thought it, I just thought like like the theme with Raw has been consistent of you never know what kind of start you're going to get to the show, and I thought it was cool to put this at the beginning of the show, um, you know, because like it, like they've always just thrown something different at you at the beginning, so I thought that was cool. Yep, good on that. Uh, why don't you get the next match? Because it's, okay. well, it's both our boy, but yeah. So um, after that, we get the Heavenly Bodies versus a couple jobbers. Um, they do a couple. This is definitely like a cool down from the Rumble or from the Battle Royal here. Uh, they get their like couple double team moves in here, and then they do this like sweet like top rope assisted spine buster, where, like Pritchard's sitting on the top rope, and they kind of like elevate them to it and do this uh, spine buster off the top and. Even on commentary, they mentioned the Rock and Roll Express, so we're we're definitely getting the uh, Smoky Mountain influence of yeah. you know the the good Southern wrestling is coming, but they're not letting them do the good Southern wrestling style because they're obviously not like bleeding or anything like that. They're not going to work like the real Southern tags in the WWF, so it's like a good and bad thing like like some like the the problem with like the rock and roll express coming to wwf specifically is um they're just gonna look old like when they when they right. come oh, yeah. in, i think you know what i mean especially when you have sean and marty still in the company who are, who are like the next generation of it um i've always every time i've seen the rock and roll express in the wwf i've always thought they were just old and it, and then they, you see them in like smoky and, and stuff like that and, they, and uswa and they work awesome like because they're letting them do that style, so it's just a bad fit. But uh, still, a cool little addition. But I don't know. I, I'm not too optimistic as to their run, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like as a kid, you also I don't know, you don't understand what the hell other. I mean, that's what Vince has done his whole life. Like, you don't mm-hmm. understand other promotions, and I always like trying to make it like this big thing. So I, I never got it. I think the Gigolo we we uh, 
love them now, but like, you know, heavily bodies aren't over. The rock and roll express aren't over. And mm-hmm. it was just a weird thing for them to go with. I mean, it's gotta be, I imagine it was kind of Ross kind of saying, Hey, we need something different, but it just doesn't click to me. Uh, not a big fan of it. So, um, as much as now I appreciate the gigolo and I appreciate the wrestling more, you know, we haven't, I haven't seen the rock and roll express, you know, yet fight, but like, I've definitely been impressed by the heavenly bodies. Like their, their matches, their tag ability, the where they get heat. They just don't get it for whatever reason. It, uh, with in the WWF. Well, it's still, it's like in the mid nineties, still kind of early nineties. It's still yeah. like regional, like that style right. of wrestling. is still very, very regional. It, probably, it just doesn't translate. And, I don't and, get the whole Smoky Mountain connection yet because they're not like a feeder system or anything. So yeah. I don't know. And Vince has made you like seem like they're the only promotion, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it, he's never brought this up before, really. Like that there's other wrestling or other things around, right? They kind of do that a little bit at the WWE when, when the Monday Night Wars happened, right? They're like, oh, this guy came from the other promotion. Like they start going into it a little bit more, right? But like yeah. right now they don't kind of mention like any other promotions, right? And they've kind of done a little bit with, with – uh, with, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Jerry Lawler, right? Like, Jerry Lawler's had a little bit of that going on right now. And now mm-hmm. you got this, and we got a debut. I don't know if he's in this debut, but we get Jeff Jarrett coming in. So you start getting these, like, other promotions kind of coming up. But, right. um, uh, it's, 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 I think it's tough for people to grasp. So, um, I definitely as a kid, I didn't understand it. And definitely was, would have definitely switched channel to something else during this match. <laughs> right. Uh, so then we got, uh, the next match is, uh, Doink. So, uh, he, he kind of comes out and does this standard match. I think it's still Matt Bourne at this time. I, I don't know how to figure out which one's which. Uh, but it I kind of, like it, it kind of looked like it. He did the big whoopee cushion, um, during the match too. Um, the way he kind of acts, I thought is, was good too. Like he kind of acts a little bit more heelish. Like he's not just this, like, he, I think when he becomes like super face, and that's why I think it's Matt Bourne instead of, someone else is because he's not being annoying. Like he's still got the credibility. He's just not mean to the fans anymore. He's kind of playing the tricks on Bam Bam and anyone, you know, Bobby and everyone else. So I actually don't have, have not been annoyed by him so far. Uh, but after the match, Bam Bam comes to the ring and then he, uh, Doink's red wagon, he brings out and he destroys it. Uh, and Doink's definitely kind of acts like, you know, pissed off on it. So good. Just right. kind of set up that feud. It's kind of annoying a feud, but I've actually liked doing so far in, in this face run. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts. I get, I think it's because it's, it's Matt Bourne or they just haven't flipped that character to be annoying yet. Well, I, I saw, I was listening to a podcast or something that said that he doesn't leave until December. Okay. Yeah, so, so I don't know. Like this yeah, is we'll definitely watch. here, but yeah, I, I thought know it, once it gets to uh mania, I think he's gone. Like definitely yeah. gone. Yeah, I mean, watch uh-huh. the Superstars. He's in a Superstars match later, too. I don't know if it's in this one or not, right. but, like, I feel like in a Superstars match, it's Matt Bourne, too, because he's just, the way he acts, like, he kind of has that sinister yeah. look in his eye. Like, he's definitely, yeah. you know, he's just not, he's not being fan-friendly, really. Like, he's just not, he's picking on the heels versus picking on the faces from before. Yeah. And then the, in, in the next couple guys, that they, they wear the jacket more. They're a little bit bigger than Matt Bourne. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think they'll have him for a little bit. Yeah, and then the, the whippy cushion too. Like I feel like that's a dead giveaway. Uh, right. I feel like uh, um, as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of this raw. So I mean, kind of a short one with only three matches, but that uh, 
that battle royal was over 20 minutes. It's got to be so. You know, it's like we said, both pretty pretty good stuff. So I thought a pretty pretty good raw for that one. I don't know if you have anything else to add on that one. Yeah, no, I, I think the battle royal is a very memorable segment. So uh, even though you know if it's not like the the best match, it's definitely something to, to kind of pinpoint the era. So yep, I liked it. Okay, you want to move on so, to superstars? Yep. Yep, so now we're going to the uh, October 9th edition of Superstars, and this starts with some very, very, very obvious piped-in Burger King chants in the <laughs> beginning. Like, 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 it was so bad. Like, I, I don't I, I wouldn't have noticed it as a kid or anything, probably, but, like, watching it later on, you're like, oh, God, this is, like, oh, so overdone. Uh, it was, like, so intense and loud. But um, And then also Macho has, like, this very – very saved by the bell colorway outfit on right here with like he's a has a very loud outfit on i give him kudos for like always coming out with these outfits when he's not gonna wrestle and it's like he's really not even seen because they're doing this like green screen thing so it's just he's definitely into the character and if um if you hear like kevin nash's podcast or anybody else talk about him like he always wears gear like even out to the bars and stuff so i could just like imagine he's ready to go you know showing up yeah, just showing up to a bar with like all these colors on, like it just had to be something else. But which would just be so amazing. That'd be like oh, the highlight God. of my life. Could you imagine? Man, he's got the, the cowboy hat on and everything. You just walk in there, and like, <laughs> he he gets on karaoke and does like the be a man Hulk and all that stuff. Like that would just be next level. But um, we do start off this edition of Superstars with the uh, Men on a Mission versus Jobbers match. And the crowd is just so into men on a mission when they come out. Like, yeah. This wasn't the piped in stuff. This is the real stuff here. Like their act is just so over. Um, then Vince and Savage, like when they get in the ring, give us like the whitest whoop. There it is. Like <laughs> well, they, the way they're saying it on the, I'm like, I was so embarrassed just listening to them say it, but uh, so, so, so goes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how they are. So, um, you know, quick little squash here. And I just, you know, like much like Razor's pops, which is more like the wrestler. This is more the act. Their pop is more like just the act, not necessarily them being good wrestlers or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they're still over like crazy. Like I, I just don't think they ever get the mention of how big of an act they were. I never would have thought it. Like I've, I've always liked them. Like always been kind of a like Mabel fan or whatever. But I never knew they were this over with the crowd, and they never get talked about and. It's yeah, I mean, cool. I I remember it too because everyone shits on Mabel. I think that's the '95 hate, right? Like, but I yeah. think that, like they were over. I think we'll see how they get misused, maybe a little bit. Like they kind of. I don't even know if they win the tag team title. To be honest, I can't remember they for sure. But like, okay, yeah, yeah. So I think they could have been used a little bit longer with that, like running with the titles for a little bit, chasing you know on and off. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like they're gonna get misused. It's not long. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna misuse some along the line where we're like, man, they just. They were so over compared to someone like the Smoking Guns, who I felt right. like were never. I mean, just comparison, like the Smoking Guns don't get the pop like this. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure they win the titles. Like, I think they win them like going into Mania or right after Mania for like a, like a couple weeks stretch or something like that. I'm now that I think about it, I'm not 100 percent positive, but I, I thought they did. Okay. Um, or maybe it was like one of those they won it and it got reversed things. But yeah, nonetheless, they're like definitely a huge act. That, like shouldn't be getting that the atom bomb treatment of just yep. continuous squash matches. You know, I think they should get elevated a little bit, but we'll, well it's see not a squash match here. It's not a squash match here. Because yeah. you see who do they fight? 
I don't know. No, I just put jobbers down. Who was that? You don't remember? Damian no. Demento. So, yeah, like I said, they fought a couple jobbers. <laughs> it's so bizarre that Demento is in this match with another jobber. The only thing I wrote that was cool in the match was Demento uh, kind of gets hit by Mabel and just basically grabs his tag team partner and throws him into the ring. Like, basically, like, you go in, you deal with this. So, right. I actually thought that was a pretty good move by him. But, yeah, it was a. Uh, it, it was kind of nothing, but it was so random to see uh, Demento, and we'll see Virgil later in a tag team. So I don't know what was happening with the jobber pool, but they must have been just short on guys and just started, hey, anyone in back that's ready to go, get, get out there and fight. So. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that's just how they see him now. and It's, it's crazy. You know, he's, he's always the footnote of being, like, the first match in Raw history. So, yeah, um, first main event or whatever, like, in Raw history. But, yeah, he's definitely, oh, how the mighty have fallen, you know. Um, I'll just pick up this next one real quick because it's sure. a real quick one. Is uh, Adam Bomb, uh, as you guessed it, versus the Jobber. Um, and I just put where have we seen this before? Like this, is just, <laughs> it's just never. And I, I really think like we could do a like a edit and then just like insert it every time for his match, and it'd be the same exact thing. Because uh, there's really just nothing new with him, even with Whiffle, yeah. it just still feels stale. Like it's just the yep. same act, you know. Yeah, the only thing, uh, the match, he did a flying clothesline over the top rope, but they re-show, and Macho actually says that wasn't pretty. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which was, I actually didn't think it was that bad, but wow, like, way to show the clip that you just had. And then he also did, he actually did a pretty cool move where he was standing up and did a standing drop kick and hit, which was, was pretty impressive to do. Like, that was pretty good. So um, I'll, I'll kind of run through the next little things if that's okay. Uh, yeah, we got, yeah, we get, yeah. we, they talked about Luger, uh, during Anna Bob's match. They talked about the WF magazine and they had Luger on the cover celebrating his count out win. It's like, man, what a embarrassing cover. <laughs> um, they also had, uh, a face to face and a grill monsoon segment. Uh, the grill monsoon was talking about the, uh, battle royal highlights. So they showed, you know, the razor model were the last two. So really setting up the next Monday night is the big title match. The face to face had razor and IRS. It's kind of weird that they did those segments back-to-back, but, you know, kind of saying, hey, Razor's going to go after the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a um, quick Mr. Perfect Smash uh, squash match, which, you know, again, is kind of the same thing as Anabom. Rinse and repeats for him. He, he's he's in here all the time. Like, him and Anabom and, like, Tatanka, I feel like, are just constantly in these squash matches. Uh, and then we get a tag team match, and I'll, I'll let you – Add if you have anything else, but we get well done with Harvey Whippleman, and they're fighting Virgil and a jobber. So, like, weird, again, that they have this um, kind of Demento and Virgil kind of being used as helper talents. Again, maybe just they were short on talent for the taping, and this is the last episode from the taping, so I'm guessing they just didn't have enough guys there that kind of, like, end of the night, like, hey, go out there and fight. Um well done win. This is their their big uh, big win versus Virgil, so former million dollar champion they get. So this is probably the highlights of their uh, careers. You'll tell me how great they are going forward, but I'll I'll let you do that. And <laughs> actually, put that Virgil no. got a lot of offense, and the crowd was into him still. I mean, Virgil's still kind of a little bit over, so kind of weird that they they've dropped him this far uh, because I thought he was getting a lot of pops in the crowd. Yeah, the, the only thing I add is that well done has Harvey Whippleman now, so like they're kind of semi pushing them I guess which I the, my memory of them like it was like mainly like USWA and that kind of stuff like, they, they suck they are so yeah. bad I, I'm so embarrassed that I thought they were actually going to be <laughs> decent like they even like do this stupid thing where like they insist that each other pins the jobber 
And it just yeah. like comes to a screeching halt that they do that. Like it takes forever. Um, I just thought it was so dumb. And they're, they're just a really bland team. Like they don't have to move every team from like Smoky Mountain and USWA up. Like, and then they're not even moving. Well, they might not be a team yet, but PG 13 is like the best team down there and they don't have them worked in. So, or like Brian Christopher. So it's, I don't know. It's just kind of weird that they're throwing, I guess, cause these guys have like the, they're a little bit more built and that kind of thing that they're going to take a chance on them. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sucked. And then from that, we get a, uh, squash with the undertaker, which is kind of cool to see him on, um, superstars. Like we don't get him as much. And like, I, I know he's being built more into the programs now, like against guys like Yoko and stuff. So, um, we might be seeing him more, which, which is always cool to see like the big level talents like that on there. Um, yep. And then we get the head shrinkers versus a couple jobbers as well with like two of the scrawniest jobbers we've seen. Like these guys are so tiny <laughs> and the head shrinkers are just tossing them around. Um, so, you know, pretty much not eventful two matches there. A little cooler match with the head shrinkers because they're kind of just wasting the jobbers out, but, um, not, not very eventful from those two. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you got the notice of the ends, but they have uh, another face to face where they have smoking guns. Did you did you see this? Yes. Or yes. Those? Oh my God, Bark Glenn flubs his line so badly. Oh my God! They don't reshoot it, and he actually says, "I'm not on TV much. I don't know how to yeah. do this." <laughs> it was like the Sid, we're live, pal. Yeah. Like, like he stopped for a second, like even did the whole blah blah blah, blah thing, and it's like, yeah. Dude, can't be doing that. Like, what the hell are and you doing? Why are they not reshooting it? Right. Like, how, like this is a taped. It's not live. Yes. Like, it's not taped. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. Like, I re- rewound and watched it twice because it was one of the worst interviews I've ever seen. That um, Yeah, I really want people to see that if they can <laughs> because if Fowler is so terrible at that shit, too. Yeah, and he doesn't like, help him out either. Yeah. Right, and it is, like, so smiley, too. Like, they're so, like weird looking through the whole thing like it's definitely one of the worst interviews you'll ever see so I, I really implore people to go see that um just to kind of get an idea of how bad the interview was yeah it was it's definitely good. something i don't want to ever watch again yeah it was a baby laugh i didn't watch it twice it was it was, it was right. good so uh yeah so kind of uneventful raw except for you know the other cool thing is if you kind of turned in you kind of saw undertaker right that's kind of the cool part of it like that he's not normally on right. normally on uh superstars so uh we go back then to raw 10 11 uh october uh 11th so the same taping for the new haven coliseum uh so a pretty long one and, and it, what's crazy about this is that this was going to be uh model's third match in a row they're not in a row but third match of the night because he did the Tatanka match he did the mm-hmm. um uh battle royal and now he's doing the um the the title match so pretty crazy that he uh you know is kind of doing that for a guy that just came back like they're getting him to work um right so they start off with the um with, with showing off the belt i thought they did actually a really good job with this where they brought the title out there they kind of made uh the announcement like this made it seem like it's big time um, overall model, I didn't think get a lot of heat, but it makes crazy. It's kind of makes sense. Like he's not been there. He hasn't done anything like super heelish to like get the crowd to hate him either. Like I thought they could have probably had him do something else to like get the crowd to hate him. Like he's never been a guy. I feel like that's that hated as a face or as a heel. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like people don't haven't really hate him. I guess the only time has been when he did, when he blinded Jake the snake, right? Like that was right. kind of the only time he's like been super 
evil. Like there are times he's just kind of been like more arrogant and cocky. And even right during SummerSlam '92, he was like a face for that match versus Sean. So right. the crowd really wasn't against him, but Razor was massive. Uh, I thought a really good back and forth match. Uh, they had a, the match in the middle of it. They uh, or, sorry, break in the middle of the match. Uh, Razor at the end goes for the Razor's Edge. Uh, he drops him. And uh, then he goes back up for it again. Or actually, Milo just doesn't allow him to pick him up, and they kind of gets the energy from the crowd. Does it? Slams him down. Milo sells it great time. Razor puts, you know, gets the three count. He kind of stands up and gives like a huge sigh of relief, huge pop. He puts on the belt, nice and slow, really saving the moment. Waits for like the Finks classic, uh, you know, new champion. Uh, mm-hmm. Really looks like a superstar doing this match. Uh, you know, their model's good enough at overall probably a little bit tired again from fighting the L3 matches, but I thought this was really fun and just puts Razor over as a huge star. And they made the Intertech, the IC title, feel like this was a big deal to start off raw. Also, like, yeah, the Battle Royal is a big, like, moment and everything. I think this is a little bit bigger because Razor, like, for me at least, like, you know, this is my era of getting into it as a kid and everything. Razor is my IC champ. Like, he's the guy that... You know, and everyone's like, oh, who's your favorite IC champ of all time? Or who do you, who do you consider to be the, the face of the belt? That's that's Razor, and this is his first win. So yep. um, not only, like, the title win and how he came to the Battle Royal and everything, but the story that's going to lead out of this as far as, you know, what what we're going to see coming up is also very good. So yep. I just think this, this, this is going to be fun to track kind of how his reign goes. And it's kind of weird that, you know, he's in the – main event like world heavyweight title picture first and then he goes down to this like usually guys kind of work yeah. up the ladder um no pun intended with ladder with him but <laughs> yeah it, it's just it was cool and it's a cool crowning moment because like you said he just soaked it all in and he just looked like the champ so just everything felt right with that yeah it was a awesome moment so really uh really cool and i thought they just did a good job with the title like before the match holding it up and just making it seem like a big deal Right. And then uh, from there, we get another head shrinker squash, uh, fun little squash, just something cool with them, nothing major. And then um, after that, we get Owen Hart, who we haven't seen in a while, versus a jobber. Um, he had, like, the classic Owen theme, too. Like, I don't know if that was, like, a dub thing with the network or if he was really using Yeah, maybe. I don't that remember. Music. Yeah, I don't right? know. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, me so I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but now he's coming out with like the blue blazer ish kind of attire, like yeah. not the um not the Coco Beware, like the big pants era or anything like that. He's wearing like this blue kind of singlet get up that he's got on and um he does like a top rope drop kick for the win or top rope drop kick and then the normal light suplex for the win and I thought he was pretty impressive. Like you're starting to see now, like especially with Owen and Kid and, and some other guys that like the the match the Brett things like that, like the speed of, of the of the company is picking up. Like you don't have the Hogan's and the Kamala's and the stuff like that with the long, drawn-out matches as much, like as overall. Yeah. Um, so just some somebody like this, it's kind of like a little bit of a peak of what's to come seeing Owen out there, which which I love Owen. So kind of kick-starting his singles run was pretty cool to see. Yeah, and he was – he, his hair looked terrible too, but I, I think he was oh, in the battle. Yeah. Ro- I think he was in the battle royal too. I was trying to look that up right now. He was in the battle royal. Um, and they kind of they I don't I don't know when they made this decision, but they 
they really talk about how he's Brett's brother, and they did the mm-hmm. fa- he's going to do the family proud. And then my next note says his outfit is terrible. Uh, <laughs> and, and again, this is just where Vince is just terrible. There's a drop kick, and immediately Vince goes with what a maneuver. Right. Like, he's just he's just not there. Like I think you're kind of I, I didn't really think about this. They're kind of right. I mean, I know they have Bastion Booker, but they're kind of bringing in a bit of a new style with. You know, the Heavenly Bodies, Rock and Roll Express, One Two Three Kid. Here's Owen Hart kind of coming in as a showcase guy. So like mm-hmm. they're bringing other guys, and Vince is just not there for it. Like he's just not a good commentator at this stuff. Uh, but you could probably guess that's Ross kind of pushing these guys in, right? That's kind of my guess. Like, hey, let's get a little bit more wrestling, a little bit less gimmicky on some of them. And I'm sure Bastion Booger is all Vince, if I was to take a guess. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, we got a clip of the action figures. Crazy that they had uh, Hogan in the back. So they were kind of promoting the action figures, but Hogan was still there. I, I would thought that, uh, you know, they got rid of him by now. They actually announced that it's a new figure. So it's kind of weird that they're still kind of bringing up Hogan every once in a while. Um, and then we get Ludwig Borga out for a big interview. Uh, he, he basically keeps saying the word loser. So I just have Martell in my ear. He keeps counting everyone a loser. <laughs> He real quickly asks everyone to stand up who 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 works, and it says, "Nope, no one stood up. You're all okay. lazy Americans." Uh, kind of a little bit of comedy with his like bashing of America, and then Luger comes out with a massive pop. So uh, my note actually says, "I wonder if this was taped earlier because uh, later on there was a lot of empty seat, or earlier on there was a lot of empty seats after the Razor match for Owen and uh, and." Uh, uh, head shrinkers. I thought there was a ton of empty spots. I'm wondering if this was like taped earlier in the nights, uh, but massive pop for, for Lex. Um, and he just basically tells, you know, ba- this kind of comment of Loger, but he tells basically, Hey, uh, you can leave, love her or leave it. Uh, to America says he's not afraid of him. He's not lazy. American isn't losers. Like I'm ready to go. So good interview, really building between these two guys. Interesting. Lex has moved on from Yoko. Like there, there's been no mention of that, like a rematch or anything. So definitely seems like Lex and Ludwig are the, the new, uh, the new feud. I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah. Uh, Ludwig starts off with, with the USA stands for you stink a lot. And I thought that oh, was pretty yeah. funny. But like, his comedic timing is so good for being like a yeah. serious like yeah. foreign menace or whatever, you know, like, and you're right. When Luger comes out, he is so over like, like Luger is definitely like, that's why I kind of put him up there with Brett and Razor. Like, I think the crowd reaction still there with him. And, and he's like, he's into it. Like he's on fire with the character, like the, yeah, like the booking of the Yoko stuff's not his fault or anything like that. And I think he's really bought in and, you know, like he's a guy that like, I would I was dreading watching this run, but so far it's been it's been very fun to watch, especially with the Ludwig for, um, program now. So yeah, I mean, I, I was a kid. I, yeah, I was a kid. I just loved Luger. Like I thought he should win. It's just like somewhere along the way, I wonder what it's going to be that like he just turns into such a loser, right? I, right. It's still still over right now. I think he's still over for a while, but. Uh, we'll kind of see when we kind of stop, when I stop kind of liking him. I, I can't remember when as a kid when I stopped liking him, but I know at some point I was just like, this guy's a loser. He's never going to win, like, the title. And I can't remember if that was Mania 10 or, or not. I'm not sure when, but it'll be interesting I, to see. Yeah, I remember I remember the Tatanka thing, like, being on Tatanka's side, thinking he was cooler when I was a kid. <laughs> so I don't know if that's, like, I don't know if that is where it ran off for me. I don't, I don't really have too many earlier memories in that of Luger, but... I remember being on Tatanka's side, even though he was a heel. So maybe we'll we'll see where that goes. Um, after that, we get a uh, 
if you if you have your bingo card at home, a Adam Bomb squash match. <laughs> oh, it's always. Um, yeah, and now he's with Harvey Whippleman, so Harvey's picking up the the scraps here of the, of the clientele. But um, and and I made a note that Adam Bomb has switched managers before he's even started a program against anyone. <laughs> so it's like, what they like? Do they know that we can see this? Like, does the WWF know that we can see him on the TV every week? Like, I don't I don't get I, it. Like. You know, they, them out. they haven't even tried anything. They like they're not even trying anything. Like throw them out. Give them something. Give them some stupid program. Like even if it's shit. Like give them something. I don't know. It's just like I, it just sucks as being like he's the guy that I'm probably falling off the most on. Like if you would have asked me before this, you know who's your top twenty guys or something, he would have definitely been in it. Now there's like oh no yeah. Chance. Yeah. Well, I got to say that, uh, I, I, shoot, I forgot the Rumble appearance. Oh, they just did it. The, the now it's a Rumble with, uh, Adam Bomb, but JT mm-hmm. and Aaron made a mention of us. So appreciate them. Always call us, uh, give us some you know, positive feedback. But right. they were mocking that his first big feud is Quang. Like, Quang, right. that's his feud. I mean, like, we have to deal with, like, another year and a half of this crap. Like, right. it's just, it's just, he does nothing. It's, it's so disappointing. Uh, for a guy that I love too, as a as a kid, and thought he should have got more of a chance, but it's just been nothing. It's it's been really disappointed. And also, you kind of mentioned he came out with Harvey Whippleman, and they also mentioned that Harvey's, you know, managing well done. I just put in all caps. What a lineup! Like well done, Adam Bomb. Like Harvey's really yeah, the big time manager. I'm putting him over. So I, I like the idea of managers. Like they haven't had a lot of uh, managers, but like this lineup is just weak. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing really there. And then uh, I'll just finish off the last one if you want me to. Yeah, go um, ahead. Yeah, we got the Rock and Roll Express with their WWF debut uh, against a couple jobbers. Um, as much as like I don't think they're like the best fit for this company, it was really wild to see them in the WWF. And in 93, they worked for WCW on a pay-per-view. Um, they worked for Smoky Mountain for most of the year, and now they're in the WWF. So, like all within this calendar year, they've been intertwined in all these different companies so um they're definitely like the the hot free agent team to go get i guess just because of their chemistry but we'll see we'll see what what happens with them i don't want to write them off as being not a fit yet but um they do the double the double drop kick for the win and it's just i don't know it's just if you've been a wwf fan for a few years like you've seen the rockers do this stuff at a more faster and athletic pace so i don't know they look old too they just right. look old. It's yeah. like their mullets or some something about them. They just look old. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I think the other thing that they talk next week that uh, Macho and Crush are going to have their summits uh, somewhere along the way. They kind of brought this up in commentary that Macho and Crush are finally going to meet each other again. And right. uh, that's the highlights of the Royal Rumble video game. I just put I love that game. Like that was one of my favorite. Me too. Games. So I love. I popped for that big. That's the one where they have like the water pail on the outside you can hit them with in the chair. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that game. That's a great game. Uh, should we move on to well not words to uh, some plugs and then uh, we got one more superstars left. Yep. So um, you know as you know we got some of everything for you like we got ECW with uh, the newest episode of that is covering barely legal ninety seven so like the first big pay-per-view and that's a i haven't listened yet but i know that's going to be like a landmark show for um extreme three-way dance so that's a, a huge huge um milestone they've hit there um we also got like the monday night war stuff we got 
Um, now we got like the Dangerous Alliance on the network. Like we have TNA, we have current stuff. So there's pretty much everything you can ask for. Um, you know, Aaron and JT with their, like you said, with the Rumble. Um, them also shitting on you for not being a Diesel fan. I don't know if you heard uh, that. I. I didn't hear that one, but I, I have been watch, listening to the Aaron, uh, I haven't finished it yet, the Aaron George, now it's in, uh, uh, now I'm going to screw it up, um, greatest wrestler, wrestler ever. Was. Wrestler that was, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was trying to think what the name yeah. of it is, but the wrestler was Diesel episode. And 30 minutes in, he's been pretty fair and reasonable to Diesel. So, so far, I've uh, appreciated what he said to him. So I'm, I'm maybe not turning a corner, but I, uh, <laughs> I definitely like what they said. Yeah, I, I I know that they both said they didn't like me anymore, so that that would hurt a little bit. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm giving I'm giving Aaron a chance with the Diesel what wrestling it was. So I went back to the archives to listen to that one. So good. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get you if you listen to the Kevin Nash podcast ever. We'll we'll get you converted because he's just okay. gold. The guy is okay. gold on. Yeah. So we'll get uh, you converted. Got it. And I'll just throw a couple other ones. They, uh, Jenny position every Wednesday. Um, and then, uh, returning, I don't know what days it's going to be or how often, but usually near the weekends, but this week in the NFL, uh, returned, uh, today, uh, with the Cowboys senior and, uh, D'Amato talking about the NFL, really talking up the Bears, uh, as, you know, Super Bowl favorites. So, uh, they're great stuff. Real quick, real quick and easy listen for like an hour. Uh, you know, they don't. They talk through the, the ga- all the games real quick. So great to kind of talk about the week ahead. Uh, loved the NFL's back in session. I love that those guys are back. It was oh, a nice surprise this morning uh, as us yes. going into work. So love love that. Uh, and then also you know the, the the pop now experience and then the original place to be uh, has got great stuff going all over those feeds as well. So listen, scri- uh, listen, uh, subscribe, review, rate and review. So appreciate all the feedback for us and all the all the different shows. Yes, all right, we'll move on to one last superstars. This is uh, a new taping, so this is the, basically the closest we're going to ever be. Uh, we taped on September 28th. That's a 10-16 Raw. Um, or sorry, 10-16 superstars. Uh, we start off with Tatanka uh, coming out. Uh, so a real, uh, you know, a guy they bring up, and it's going to kind of feed into what we have next. So uh, I'll, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to take the first two matches. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so Tatanka, uh, you know, kind of comes out. He fights. They kind of do their, you know, Gorilla Monsoon and uh, kind of announcing some stuff, and we'll talk about that in a second. But after the match, Borga is coming up, and what they have is in the back you see a confrontation between Ludwig and Tatanka. It kind of makes it look a little cheap the way they meet in the back. Uh, it looks like a high school gym kind of, like they're meeting in like a back right. stairwell. Like they didn't film it, but it looks kind of organic, right, than like something forced, right? Uh, so I kind of like that versus like, oh, they're both, you know, normally it's like, oh, we're right in front of the – perfectly positioned raw sign or something like that. Like this kind of made it more look authentic. Like they would run each other back, but you can kind of see they're kind of setting up maybe a feud there. So pretty cool there. Two good squashes uh, between Tatanka and Ludwig both look kind of impressive. Um, And then just in between that, they also had a a Gorilla Monsoon segments where they announced uh, the first of two uh, main events for Survivor Series, which is going to be the All-Americans versus the Foreign Fanatics. Um, so the teams are set. Luger, the Steiners, and Tatanka versus uh, Quebecers, uh, Borga, and Yoko. So 
pretty crazy, kind of just like out of nowhere, they announced this title match. All the teams kind of make sense, but just kind of random mm-hmm. that they just kind of randomly announced. And then Grill also says there's going to be another uh, main event announced later in the event, and that this is the only Thanksgiving tradition worth waiting for. So pretty good there by Gorilla to kind of get you pumped up, but kind of random. They just like, oh, here's the main event for, for Survivor Series. Yeah, I love Survivor Series, like, especially this era of Survivor Series, not so much, like, as the 2000s crept on, but, like, the the whole fall vibe, Thanksgiving, yep. and, like, it's my favorite holiday. I just, Survivor Series is always awesome for me. So seeing, like, these teams, especially with the the team names and everything, like, the traditional Survivor Series way, is, yep. it's just really got me going. Yeah, no, the, yeah, I like the, the team names, like, and it makes sense for the, the, the way the, these teams are set up, so really like right. it. Yep, and then uh, after that, we get a quick Borga squash. Um, and that's how I wrote my notes that Borga's, like, he's really a better American foil than Yoko was. Like, like I feel like he's more, like, maybe because he's on the mic, you know, like he can kind of run down the crowd and everything, and he's a, his character works better. Yeah. I feel like he's the better foil for, like, Luger and like, anti-American foil. Um, and he, he wins with the torture rack, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then after that, we get a face-to-face with Diesel uh, and Fowler. Fowler's just still trash. Um, yep. He mentions, I, I think he's kind of like foreshadowing his in-ring ability, um, like with all these like fast-paced guys. And like he keeps saying, you know, he's a fighter and he's not a wrestler, which is he's pretty much right on that. Like he's not really a wrestler at all. Like he's not that good in-ring-wise. Um, so he's just kind of like, you know, tell him going forward what he's going to be. Um, after that, we get Razor talking about his title win. So that was cool. Like, you know, the crowning of the champion. So it was, it was cool foreshadowing too to see like Hall and Nash kind of back to back in the same face to face segment. So I don't know if you had anything to mention about that. No, they just mentioned that Diesel was going to fight, uh, next time in the ring. Uh, and then it's just like crazy. They paid this guy like for four months to do nothing but be a bodyguard. So right. kind of interesting. But they kind of bring up Fowler brings it up like, are you, oh, you're actually going to be in the ring. So I kind of like that a little bit. Like, oh, kind of teasing him a little bit. So I did like that part of it. Um, do you want to get the next match, or you want me to get the yeah. one, two, three? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. So uh, next we have a. This is like a like a tape traders real like low key secret match here like. I've seen I've seen this match circulated for a long time. I know like yep. I don't know if you're familiar with like the Rob Naylor comps and stuff like that. This match is on there. Um, we get Pat Tanaka versus the One Two Three Kid. I don't know if Pat Tanaka is a like uh, permanent member of the roster right now or if he's just like in doing jobs or something. But he needs to be part of this roster because this match was awesome. Like this, I don't know. It's just so different. Um, they start with like the karate kicks offense with, you know, kids got the karate background too. So that was kind of cool. Um, he even does like a sunset flip to the outside by kid, like, and like power bombs him to the outside. Like that was awesome. Like you don't see that, um, in this era of wrestling. Like, th- and then this is another match that like if you're watching current day wrestling and you just go back and watch this match, maybe it doesn't impress you as much because, yeah. you know, you're watching current wrestling. Not but- 30 flips. Yeah. Right, and if you're watching everything that we watch, and, like, in this context, it just sticks out so much. Like, you even see, like, these dives through the ropes and everything like that, and then, like, they even do, like, this, like, japanese influence like, fighting spirit style, where they, like, charge up against each other. Um, and, and Kid even does, like, a backflip cartwheel and hurts his knee, which is awesome. 
So he ends up using the ropes later to do a spin kick, like to help him do the spin kick, to hold him up. And then he eventually gets this uh, victory roll for the win. It's an excellent match. Like, I love the chemistry these two had. I don't know if, like, they worked together before with Kid coming up, like Pat Tanaka being working in Florida, too, as Kid was, or Minnesota. I'm not sure. But um, they just had really good chemistry for two guys I haven't really seen work together. So I thought it was a pretty fun little TV match that we got there. Yeah, I mean, one of the disappointing things is that pre-match, I can't remember when, but they have Tanaka with Mr. Fuji and Yoko kind of saying, you know, he's Japanese, like, we love this guy, like, go take out the the one, two, three kid. I thought they could have used Fuji here. Like, I don't want to be the guy that says that, that Mr. Fuji needs to be more in more stuff. But, like, <laughs> I thought that would have given him more credibility as, like, a face because the crowd was definitely into some of the moves and stuff. But, like, they don't know who this guy is, right? Like, I thought that would have gave some more. And you're – I didn't even think about this, but this guy's definitely needed on the roster. I thought he could have been really used with Fuji to build like a mini stable, right? And kind yeah. of have this guy as the, uh, one of the mercenaries that we'll see later on, uh, that they, that they, Fuji so poorly chooses. So, right. um, definitely a, a really good match. One, two, three kids. Like, I think we've, we talked about earlier. One, two, three kids, just like, and Owen Hart, just like so much better than like Kamala and some of the trash we had to watch early on in this thing. So just a, a fun, you know, a uh, different style of, of action that's happening out here. Exactly. Uh, let me get to my notes. Uh, then, then they go back to uh, Gorilla and they announce the big match uh, that it's going to be the Bret Hart family and two brothers are coming out of the retirement and that they're going to fight the Jerry the King Lawler and three knights, uh, blue, red, and black. Um, and they, they really talk about uh, – then, then, so they announced the match, and then the next person coming out, which is pretty well done, is Owen Hart's, uh, and Owen Hart, and this gives just tons, I just put tons of Lawler here, where he just yes. rips on Owen, rips on the family, rips on everyone. Uh, after the Owen wins, they have a, a photo of him and uh, Lawler Jones and Telestrator basically, uh, in Owen Hart flushing on the toilet, but he hasn't even learned how to <laughs> yeah. potty train yet, like, uh, that's kind of where we are. I put in my notes. Uh, we got that by a mommy joke, but just a lot of ripping. Really good timing, right? From setting it up, like announce the match. You have Owen Hart come back, and we kind of mentioned this. Like Owen Hart seems like he's, you know, back in it after kind of seeing him a little bit with high energy early on. Like he's back right. to being like, okay, this is a guy that means something, and it makes sense that you build him up before what's coming up at uh, Survivor Series and beyond. So good little segment there. Uh, and Owen Hart's another guy that looks just great compared to everyone else with one, two, three kid. Yeah, it's just it's just awesome. Like I, I just put Psy next to the announcement of the match, knowing that you know what happens, and especially with the yeah. knights and oh, the knights, the knights yeah. are supposed to be, and yeah, it's I don't know. I, I, we'll see how it plays out, see if it, it gets fixed. But yeah, I, like you said, the timing was awesome from the announcement of this match to throwing Owen out there, and then Waller just shitting on them on commentary. Just, just <laughs> it's, those those little things are just so smart that they do, and I really like that. Yep, you want to go to our last match? Yep. So before the before the last match, we get a vignette. Oh. Of, oh yeah. Um, Double J Jeff Jarrett. So this was awesome. I love Double J, especially the you know ninety three through ninety six run, especially like I love this. Um, so he talks about being like a country music star and growing up in a wrestling family and. He kind of like shits on Garth Brooks being fat and yep, Doughboy. He's just saying he's gonna, yeah. He says he's gonna use the WF to launch his music career. So 
it's like coming off as you know like don't worry about how much of a wrestler he is he's he's gonna be coming out here to, he's a star like he's above this whole wrestling thing um and he's just gonna launch his you know music career because they're kind of blackballing him right now so um then he does like the uh the trademark j e double f j a double r e double t and the ha ha at the end so he's uh He's he's kind of corny sometimes. I get it, but I I got a soft spot for Double J. It's supposed to be as well. I think I think it's supposed to be tongue in cheek, corny as well. Right. Exactly. So cool, cool stuff to see here. And in ring, he's another guy that that especially nine, like his stuff in USWA in like ninety two, ninety three, like especially against Brian Christopher is so good. Um, it'll be interesting to see if his like you know. Uh, in ring style is still up tempo like it is as a babyface, so I'm kind of hoping for that. He's another guy that can work with like the one, two, three kid and Owen Hearts of the world. So, um, just cool to get this like new blood pumped in the promo- promotion that we're kind of fading away from the vestiges of like the 80s now. You know, it's like we're here now, so pretty cool. And then, uh, just to cap it off, we got another innovative, you know, team, the Quebecers versus a couple jobbers. Um, the choppers in this match, like, they look like a couple, like, love connection contestants, like the, like their hair and just their, their just, <laughs> I don't know, like, there's, like, I don't know if I was watching, like, love connection on YouTube or something and it just got in my head, but they look, they definitely fit that era. Um, and this, this match was kind of dumb. Like, there's a DQ for him pulling up the head. Like, he pulls up, he goes to paint him and he pulls him up and they, the ref just DQs him for that. When has that ever been a disqualification? Like I don't get that. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. They could have done something better with it. I feel like. Right. So I, I just don't understand the rule. Like they, they're just making it up as they go along. Um, the Quebecers beat down the Jobbers after the match to kind of get their heat back, but dumb, 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 like finish to that match. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, the only thing I had too is they've been talking a ton. I, you talked about uh, Radio WWF too. They've really been plugging that throughout. And this match, I thought, like really, like it was just a long jobber match. And then it w- was kind of dumb. Like I w- they could have done something better. Like I get what they were going for. It was just kind of like weak. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this to it. So it was. You know, and then after the match, right? Then the Quebecers get pissed off and then end up just like slaughtering the jobbers. So that was a cool end to it too. It was just the reason for the DQ was kind of dumb. Right. Uh, and then we had one last face to face with uh, Heavenly Bodies and uh, Rock and Roll Express, um, and they actually brought up the Fugitives, so they gave Death right away, which is one of my favorite movies, but gave away exactly what era we're in. So uh, <laughs> right, right. that was another thing. Uh, on to awards, or do we have any? Do you have anything else to cover? No, nope, nope. we hit the awards now. All right. Uh, oops, sorry, wrong screen. I lost it. One second. There we go. Uh, most new gen outfits. Uh, I'm going with Savage with his Saved by the Bell attire. Uh-oh. Saved by the Bell and, and wearing it to uh, end <laughs> yeah. of the bar. Hopefully we, right. we just predict. I, I'm going to go double J, Jeff Jarrett, for his first appearance. Uh, his classic country uh, uh, outfits that you're kind of known to love. Uh, most new gen performer. Uh I've been giving it to one to the kid a lot. I'm, I'm gonna give it to Owen this time, having his kind of debut on the show. Yeah, I don't want to give it to. Uh, uh, I, I just couldn't believe when I saw Double J out there. Like uh, that popped me. 
I don't want to go with him. I'm going to go Razor, uh, just because, like, you kind of mentioned it. Like, when you think IC title of this era, you think Razor. Yeah, so, uh, uh, worst match or segments? I, I, there wasn't anything, like, too offensive or anything. So I, I guess I'll go with that last Quebecers match just because of the dumb finish. I'm going to go the Rock and Roll Express just because they're not over. Um, right. And for like a big debut, they think they were trying to do like it just, mm-hmm. you know, it was like kind of disappointing, kind of uh, flat, yeah, yeah, kind of flat, right? It really wasn't a big deal. And they're and the problem with I know what's going to happen is like this, they're going to keep running with this for a while, and it's like yes. it doesn't get over. So, uh, best match or segments? Uh, for me, definitely the one, two, three kid versus Pat Snocker. I'm going with Razor uh, winning the title. The match wasn't. I think the Battle Royal was better. But this is that moment of like Razor soaking it in, like did a huge eye of relief. Like I just think he made himself feel like a big deal, and he made the IC title feel like it was a big deal. So right, and crowning him as champion is a yep. big moment. So yeah, all right, stock up, anyone? <sighs> That's kind of hard to say. Stock up. Well, I mean, I guess technically we have to go Razor. You know, winning the. Uh, no, I'm gonna go Owen Hart. I'm gonna go him getting a Good. spotlight as a yep. singles guy. I'm gonna go Owen. I'm going with Doink being a face. I thought he was pretty uh, – he's been not terrible so far. Um, that's so a win. Go, that's a win, yeah. Uh, so anyone stock down? So, so that's harder to do. So It's always Anabomb by default yeah, right now. We're 30 I mean, episodes in, it's been 30 uh, Anabombs, but we got to go someone else. <laughs> right. Like I'm, I'm looking through the notes. I'm like, who could – I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, well done. I guess. Well done. I'll, I guess I'll go well done and stock down. Uh, yeah, you have to. Great, but no, you know, you know what? I'll go smoking guns because of their terrible segment. I'll, I'll go yep. Them. I already wrote Bart Gun. That <laughs> promo is one of the worst of all time. So I right. got to go for him. So awesome stuff. So great to be back after a two week hiatus. But we're we're back at it. We got. Uh, two Raws and two Superstars next time. They're going to announce two more matches for Survivor Series 2, so the card's going to be pretty pretty set up. And uh, th- on the second Superstars, there's a huge match. We got the, like we mentioned, a Raw, the, the Crush Macho uh, Summit, they call it, uh, which is an awesome segment. Uh, I've already mm-hmm. watched it, already pumped about this. So the next two episodes are going to be, or next four episodes, but the next time we're on is really going to be awesome. So uh, really building up to that pay-per-view. So I can't wait for it. And, uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening to Radio Review, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Yes, sir.